Bigger than Capes. Give me some outside. Yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to it, and then I watched it. Oh, 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 oh,
that's essentially been the elevator pitch that's been at the top of the Kickstarter. Lane, do you want to say it together? Okay. Uh, hopefully there's not too much of a delay on here. Okay, ready? Let's try it. Yeah. Three, two, one. What if Jack What if Kirby... Jack Kirby... Oh, see, now, see, <laughs> we already messed up. Yeah, so the elevator pitch What if is... Jack Kirby created Dracula? <laughs> That's it. That's the one. Uh, yeah, the elevator pitch has been, uh, what if Jack Kirby created Dracula? Um, so it is a... Uh, uh, it's a gothic monster story, uh, but on a cosmic scale. Um, it follows the adventures of a uh, noble and brave king as he seeks to destroy a beast that devours sons in the same way that a vampire devours blood. That's sons, S-U-N-S, not S-O-N-S. Yeah, yes, not the not the Holy Father. <laughs> Yet. Yet. I mean both premises work in different ways. Yeah. That's <laughs> I feel like I feel like the second one would be harder to fund. You never know. <laughs> I, I guess you never know. That was a weird place. What if a space vampire killed Jesus? I don't maybe it works. I don't know. <laughs> we haven't actually finished the book yet. We can totally change this in a new direction. Little cameo. That would be a, a, a last minute swerve. If you don't update the Kickstarter either. So it just changes as you're reading the book. Just... Right. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, it's, it's a good premise. And the, the Jack Kirby creates Dracula question is a great question. Um, I mentioned this to one of the other co-hosts of the podcast and he immediately brought up that there was the Jack Kirby Dracula planet. Um, apparently, there's a Jack Kirby Dracula planet called Transylvania or something like that. Oh, okay. I, I know nothing about that, so just have to kind of like <laughs> nod along, like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, I know it well." Oh yeah, planet um, of Dracula's, sure. <laughs> but it, it's it's a great question. Looking from the uh, art you've put up on the Kickstarter page, there's definitely a kind of strong Jack Kirby art sense, which is super cool. I really like it. Oh, thank um, you. Th- there was also the, I don't know if you've read it, but Erica Henderson and Alex DeCampi did a vampire, well, a Dracula story recently. And um, oh, yeah. It's one page you've put up that's all, well, not even page, one panel you've put up that's all red eyes and teeth, which is very similar to how we see Dracula in that, which also super cool design. So, oh, well, thank you. I- I'm definitely here for that. It's a premise that intrigues me. I, I like Jack Kirby and I like Dracula. So I feel like I'm probably the target for the which is <laughs> good news. Feels like a good place to be. Um Yeah, definitely. And I, I in fact I think all four of us who host the podcast are probably the target audience for this. So I, I know you've said things on the Kickstarter like the human side of cosmic terror. And that that does intrigue me. I'm I'm curious as to how the human element comes into cosmic terror and are we going to see cosmic terror purely from um, the people under threat or are we going to see the human side of the soul of war as well? Are you? <laughs> oh, I thought you were about to talk Grant. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy to. Um, yeah. So uh, I will say there's no human side to the soul of war. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. <laughs> Not in this one, at least. Uh, the sequel, okay. he learns how to dance. <laughs> oh, excellent. Great. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just all Mamma Mia music, uh, the sequel. Uh, yeah, so... Um, you act like I wouldn't do that. I'm all here for it. <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so again, uh, target audience, I think, is <laughs> great, great, love it. Um, well, uh, a couple of years back, I was at a um, uh, Comic Con, a uh, New York Comic Con panel with Joe Hill, and uh, who, by the way, uh, gave us a shout out uh, on Twitter, which was nice. amazing, just made my week and day and year. Um, uh, and Joe Hill said that. Um, you know, horror is, I'm so butchering his quote, but he said, horror is the one genre where you absolutely, to make a good story, you absolutely need to care about the characters. Because if you have these characters that just don't connect to you in a human way, then you're you're just not gonna feel scared for them and the horror is not gonna work. Um, so I think it was really important to Lane and I to create not just, you know, a, a really cool, like, cosmic monster concept, but um, to then show, or to tell the story through the eyes of the people that are dealing with it. Um, and, you know, to, to, to make them what every good character is, you know, flawed and lovable and uh, broken and trying to heal themselves and in in a way yep i think that's very true i think um although i'm a huge fan of them uh, a lot of kind of like slasher horror films have a wealth of characters that you just don't care about and right. it's nice to have horror characters and well maybe not horror characters but characters in horror stories that there is something to care about something to root for and that that is definitely true. Um, sounds like Joe Hill's right, which is <laughs> <laughs> shocking, I suppose. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah, I, it's like he knows horror. Like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> on that note, um, so what is it that made you both want to tell this story? What is it that brought you to Dracula in space? I bet. So ultimate I... title there. <laughs> So I joke and say that when Grant came up to me with the idea of, oh, hey, what if we did a story about Dracula who ate sons? I My reaction was, okay, you literally don't have to tell me anything else about this. I'm in. But it, I mean, it's true. Um, he proposed the idea. And the minute I saw it, I was like, okay, this is this is the thing we have to work on. That makes sense. <laughs> like I said, great premise. I can see the immediate attraction to it. <laughs> Has this always been an idea that you were kicking around then? Did you always want to do Solovor? Or was this a, you know, dawning realization one day that Dracula Who Eats Sons is like the premise for you? Honestly, um, you know, the the idea... So I've, I've always wanted to do cosmic horror, Um but the idea itself didn't come about until um, 
Lane and I had already kind of like, you know, been messaging back and forth about a potential collaboration. And, um, you know, the, I think the idea was really built to just fit Lane's art. I mean, you know, um, Lane has this incredible style. Um, a lot of people know their previous, uh, comic, God Puncher, uh, it's weird and it's trippy and it's all these different things. Um, and so I, th- I think, um, yeah, the, the idea for Solivore really came about to fit that, to fit what I knew they could do. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that sounds really nice. That's uh... It's, it's nice to see you both working together in such a collaborative way yeah. and trying to create something f- that fits each other. So we've already touched on Dracula and we've touched on Jack Kirby as we started with that. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I feel like when I was looking through the Kickstarter and we've got things like um, character names of King Theosis, um, Abenor, um, the Valkyrie, and the artwork overall, I feel like there's definitely some other inspirations coming in from the kind of jack kirby thor stuff and the maybe not just jack kirby's thor stuff but the more mm-hmm. classic norse mythology i guess if we go before marvel comics for a few minutes right um <laughs> not that there is a before marvel comics, no no of course. we all know we, we all know i was gonna say um, yeah. <laughs> <and> <laughs> all stories started at like 1960 and nothing happened before that damn um, straight <laughs> so um was, was it something else that you wanted to work in the kind of classic mythology feel? Was that something you always had in mind to fit with everything else you had? Or was that just because of the kind of Jack Kirby influence, which drew you in that Norse mythological direction? I feel like that was pretty early on that we wanted to, to maybe pull more from, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's mostly Jack Kirby's view on mythology, but just mythology in general. Like, I feel like that was always part of it, even if it wasn't as expanded on as it is now. Because we, I mean, like, we didn't know what this was going to be when we first talked. I think we thought maybe a one-off that was pretty much just this random group of troops coming across the soul of war. And then it ends with all of them dying. And now it's just become this massive sci-fi fantasy thing. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that makes good sense. I am. Um, I did an interview last year with uh, Rom V who did these savage shows for volume. Oh, talks about wow. how I love this. Kind of- <laughs> yeah. It's great. So good. Um, but he talks about how, every bit of mythology around the world, there's always some kind of vampire mythology that pops up. So mm-hmm. that, that kind of does tie in. I'm sure there's Norse vampires or they're probably not called that, but there's, there's definitely something there. Um, you, you mentioned as well, um, kind of that this was going to be a one-off story. And I know on the Kickstarter, you talk about kind of creating an all new universe. And um, I think the exact quote is that, uh, about comic fans being hungry for new worlds and new terrors i think is what you said new horrors new terrors um so what do you have planned beyond this or is that something that we'll all 
come to fruition based on this Kickstarter. <laughs> well, I think we've I think we've kind of talked, but I don't know if we have any like actual solid plans of oh yeah, this is definitely what we're doing after. Okay. That's fair. So more cosmic stuff then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like um we've had yeah, I don't know, Grant. We, uh, I, I'm trying to remember if we had any like concrete ideas of like, oh yeah, this is definitely what we're working on next, or if we've just been too stressed out of making this work. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, one book at a time. That that makes good sense. <laughs> uh, well, so because usually I have no problem of <laughs> trying to do way too much, but. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. So before we um, before we decided to do Hunt for the Solivore, um, we had been pitching a larger Solivore story, um, and the it, it would have been five issues, um, mm-hmm. and we shopped it around, got some no's. Um, and then we decided to take, it was actually Lane's idea. They suggested that we do um, a Kickstarter. Uh, and so we decided to take a little like basically short story that appears at the beginning of the five issues that we had planned and, and like expand it and turn it into Hunt for the Solivore. So there, there are, mm-hmm. um, okay. there's like more, there's plenty more possibilities because, you know, we, we kind of have this like backlog of stuff that we had originally, um, you know, try to get turned into a series. Uh, but yeah, as far as like, are we going to like, how are we going to follow up on that? Like, how are we going to just like do the first issue then is like our next Kickstarter. If this one is successful, we haven't mm-hmm. talked about what the plan is going forward. Okay. Um, yeah. That, that is completely fair. It's, you know, you're starting something new. It's a hard time to plan for the future. And right. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so as far as I understand, this is the first book that you've worked on together. Um, I, I know I've, um, I did, I've not read it yet, but I came across God Puncher when it was originally on Kickstarter and mm-hmm. I didn't back it at the time. And ever since I've seen more of your art, I feel like I should have. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, Grant, I haven't actually, I haven't read any of your work either, unfortunately, but I did notice that you've mentioned um, Black Hole Entertainment in your profile on the Kickstarter. And I did back their Kickstarter recently i want to say it was last year and it mm-hmm. maybe it was last year i don't know i, I was actually I trying so. to uh, i was trying really hard to avoid backing kickstarters for a while because i've backed all the kickstarters for the last year and um i think it's aubrey citizen's fault that we're here now because i think we both retweeted his same or both liked something and then <laughs> um grant i came across your twitter with hunt for the soul of War, and um yeah here we are so it You've, you've drawn me back into Kickstarter. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if I can forgive you for that, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> so uh, um, uh, majorly off where I was meant to be with that. Uh, so 
<laughs> what is it that's brought you both to Kickstarter with this project? Is, is it just the follow-up on God Puncher was successful and you decided to come back for more? Or Yeah, uh, that was part of why I suggested it. The other part was, uh, like Grant had mentioned, we had gone through a couple of rejections and I am a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I'm very stubborn. And I was, and at one point uh, I, I didn't message Grant this, but I was like, no, screw this. This is a good idea. We need to make this. <laughs> Someone has to be able to see this. So uh, after God Puncher's Kickstarter was uh, pretty successful with, almost no knowledge of how how to run a Kickstarter, I thought, okay, well, surely the second time will be even better. So that's when I brought it up to Grant. Um, just like, look here, if we put this on Kickstarter and it gets backed and it gets funded, then we get to be able to tell the story that we finally want to be able to tell yeah. instead of hoping for one editor to maybe say yes. Mm. That that makes a lot of sense. And I, I think Kickstarter is definitely a good way to go. I, I think there's a lot of great books that are coming out through Kickstarter. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel, I feel like there's more every year that are great ideas. Um, I think since the pandemic started, it seems like there have been, like, I don't know, 100% more people on Kickstarter with great oh, yeah. ideas. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If it's just people trapped at home being creative or when I know there was that, uh, I know there was that lull that a lot of publishers were putting out where they were like, Hey, we're not accepting anything for yeah, a course. long time. So that may have just been the one push to, to make people go, all right, guess I'm going to Kickstarter. Yeah. I, that definitely seems like it's, it's definitely had an effect. Yeah. And, but it's, it's been a good time to be a comic book fan. There's been a lot of cool stuff come up because of it oh yeah um, and probably faster than it would have come up through publishers i, I don't want to make any assumptions there but. Uh, yeah <laughs> but i think um, like it'll also i think we're starting to see uh, especially the indie publishers starting to take notice of like oh maybe we can take more chances on comics like these yeah that that definitely seems true i think the Kickstarter market has definitely affected the indie publishing world. I, I think that's all the questions I had regarding both of you and Solovor. And um, is there anything else you guys would like to throw in? Well, know, Grant, how about you? Well, I did think of this. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Okay. It's a it's a uh, it's a sales pitch, but for. <laughs> um, <laughs> For uh, people that, uh, like you said, you didn't get the chance to back God Puncher, uh, for mm-hmm. people that are interested in supporting Lane, uh, both God Puncher-wise and Solivore-wise, we do have a nifty little package on our Kickstarter, uh, where for, what is it, 20 bucks? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, you can get not just the Solivore stuff, Uh, Mm -hmm. with all the cool behind the scenes uh, info that we're going to be sharing, um, but also a PDF of God Puncher. So there's a little, there's a little two in one there. I just, I heard you say that. So I thought of it like anybody who (laughs) missed that that amazing Kickstarter can kind of hop back (laughs) on it. 
And then I think, uh, what was it? 25 or 30, you get the, you get the book, like you get the physical copy of God Puncher too. I think that's sold out. Okay. Oh. Did it sell out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, uh, so I may, I may have found a couple <laughs> extra, so we might. Oh, shoot. Maybe we should update that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we really need to update that. <laughs> Very professional. I, I'm impressed. <laughs> well, this is, this is the same thing that happened after I ran the Kickstarter. I was like, oh shit, I have a hundred extra. Now ask me how I have a hundred extra and didn't notice. I don't know, but I did. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I used to be in a band and we accidentally ordered a thousand copies of our CD instead of <laughs> 100, so I, I feel you. It's... Well, this is why I'm an artist and not a mathematician. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Numbers are hard. Ordering things is easy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I can hit that buy button, no problem. <laughs> um, so if, if my calculations are correct, there's about two weeks left on Hunt for the Solar War. Yeah, probably just, maybe even exactly two weeks at this point. I'm not sure. I think it's uh 13 days now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's, there's two weeks for people to jump in on this and I'm going to, and I think everyone else should as well. Oh, well, just, thank, just you. well thank you. Everybody else, I think. Everybody else, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's been great talking to both and I um, very much... <laughs> Very much hope the last two weeks go well and the little middle lull doesn't end much yeah, longer. Thank you very much. Well, end thank much longer? That's terrible English. Last <laughs> much longer. <laughs>